Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to Burning Issue. I'm your host, Yazid Kamaldin, and this evening we are going to be looking on we are going to be looking at a follow-up of the Hajj program that we did last week. Of course, it was a pre-broadcast bro- uh, of the previous show that we did. And um, yeah, tonight we're going to do a follow-up. Um, but before I go into that, it's just really important for us to reiterate a message, um, and it's around the small business call. Voice of the Cape is interested to learn more about your small business. So if you are the owner of a restaurant, coffee shop, halal food, fast food outlet, a beauty business, you know, like a hairdresser or a barber with a small financial turnover, grab your chance to be interviewed and tell the public about your business and the challenges you might be faced with. Simply SMS 47913. Send an SMS with your business name and your contact number to the SMS line 47913 or WhatsApp us on 072-238-0712. That is 072-238-0712. And you send us your name, your contact number and the description of the business you have and our team will be in touch. And this is, of course, as part of as, as as part of an initiative that Voice of the Cape is doing to ensure that we showcase the local businesses in our community. So like I said, when I introduced this evening, um, or when I introduced the, the show this evening, last week we had a rebroadcast of a show that I had, de- had done where we had different Hajj, op- Hajj watch groups, Hajj groups actually, like there was um, role players, if I can call it that. But the, the thing is, we didn't have Hajj, uh, sort of like uh, pilgrims We didn't have any hajjis in the studio Or rather we had people who were representing Organizations that act on behalf Of travel operators And we had people in the studio Who are involved In um, sort of like the accreditation Process so the South African Hajj and Umrah Council was here, they were at Satoa And we had another organization but the point is The people who are sitting in the seats were telling us about why the price of Hajj is going up. They were giving us a perspective from the industry, if you like, because they are also Hajj tour operators. So while, for example, they represent uh, Sauk, they are also um, tour operators, right? So now, um, this evening we are trying to look at the rights of the consumer and we want to... Um, ensure that we get the voices of the Hajis out as well. So um, we are going to be calling um, two Hajis and we want to hear from them on, you know, their experiences and what it's been like. And we're also going to have various guests in the studio. So don't go away because we'll be back right after this ad break. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Yours is a weekend of saws, wood chips and sandpaper, of glue, pencil lines and tape, of drilling holes and the odd hole in your Sunday t-shirt. Because you don't just want a bookshelf, you're making your bookshelf. That's why you come to us. At Builders, we're happy to help. And you get the best deals on the widest range of quality products. Yeah, we know, you're not just a doer, you're a builder. Get to Builders, get it done. 
47, House of Fashion Fabrics. From around the world, under one roof, we offer a wide range of fabrics to suit your fashion style. Studio 47 has latest fashion trends. We strive to provide the best quality, price, service, and the biggest variety in fabric. Studio 47, House of Fashion Fabrics. Branches in Newmarket Street, Cape Town, and our new store in Brackenfeld. Visit our website www.studio47.co.za for more info. Studio 47, House of Fashion Fabrics. Millions of pilgrims descend on the holy city of Mecca every year for Hajj, the largest single gathering of people on the planet. At Al Anwar SA, we facilitate spiritual experiences that fulfills the fifth pillar of Islam. With us, you can rest assured that your journey will be filled with uplifting spiritual experiences. Contact Al Anwar SA on 021-633-4142. Al Anwar SA, an accredited Hajj agency. A guiding light on your sacred journey. Listen up, Scapstat. Now, if you're looking for a one-stop chop shop, the Lamborghini of all meat markets, the Bifana Bifana of butchers, make no mistake. For the best quality and the best price, in Grassy Park, pick and pay local stores, Blue Dance and Athlone, there's only one place where you'll find the perfect meaty steak. Busy Corner Meat Hyper Stores. So don't be a chop man. Make a bull run down to Busy Corner Meat Hyper Stores, where people meet. Radio station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. So welcome back to Burning Issue and of course we are going to go straight to a haji that we have lined up for an interview and we are speaking to Suraya Azad Majid. Suraya, assalamu alaikum, welcome to Burning Issue. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa So Suraya, the purpose of this evening's show is of course to highlight the stories of pilgrims, of hajis who have gone on hajj and people who have had experiences with travel operators. It is very important though, because we don't have travel operators online with us or in studio with us, it's very important that you do not mention the names of people, but do share with us your experience so that we can understand what it's been like for you dealing with a travel operator. So firstly, tell us when did you go on Hajj and just tell us a bit more about the financial implications thereof and, and what it was like for you. Okay. Firstly, I would like to say shukran to the panel for addressing the issues around Hajj, the pricing airfares and things around that, and to Mushita Bota for highlighting the pricing around the airfares, which has now dramatically been dropped. Um, it was 16,500, it is now I think 13,000. 950 rand from this. Firstly, it is an extremely exciting process. We accept your accreditation from South. Um, we accept it. But it becomes stressful when you have to select an operator. Because the pricing of the operators are not, um, it is not the true reflection of what they advertise. Because of the ACs and the Tanazo crisis that is not included. So once you accept your operator, 
and there's nothing further you can do about it because now you find another operator that has a cheaper pricing now and you can't make that move. And then you enter a shop, which is actually where they should be, those pricing should be regulated. I just feel that there should be um, a tariff regulation, should be, they should have a regulated tariff, and there should be an ombudsman in Cape Town. So should you incur any difficulty on your pilgrimage and you come home, you can sort it out. Okay. I traveled and I never had a problem with my accommodation. But however, there was people, a, a lady in my group, an elderly lady, which had a problem, but unfortunately I couldn't assist her because it was the first day of the Hijjah and we had to move out to Idea. However, the days of Hajj, I did assist other Hujjahs of other operators where they were promised this hotel and they got that hotel. And I took them directly to the Muassasas and actually they took us to the agents. We had to go to the hotel and we had to sort it out there and then. Unfortunately, our people are not knowledgeable about going to the Muassasas and laying your concerns with them where your contract is of utmost, utmost importance. And I don't think our judge are aware of it. But it is extremely difficult to get hold of the Muasafas there. And if you don't sort out your problem there, you come back, it's all gone. But it's very sad that the agents tell you whatever happens on Hajj, you stood on Arafah and you must not discuss it further. Which is very, very, very sad. Okay, Sarah, I have to break you there. I have to ask the question because you had said earlier you went to Sauk. How much did you pay Sauk, the registration fee? 2,500. Are you sure 2,500? No, I think it was 2,500. Because Sauk had said to us when they were on the show the week before last that it's 1,500. The purpose of the show is to ensure, the purpose of the show is for the pilgrims, for the Hajis to share the experience with travel operators because previously we have had travel operators on the show and they have talked to us about why Hajj prices are so expensive or why the price or the now, cost of Hajj has gone up so much. Yeah. It was 1,500, which I feel is a lot of lot of money. If you look at it as how many Hujajis are leaving, how much are accredited uh, have been accredited. If you look at that volume and message, I do know how does extraordinary work in the kingdom. I can say that. Um, I've witnessed it with my I actually went to go and see uh, what are they doing. You and know, what did you see? What did you see? When I went already, it was already stressful for myself. Okay, but what did you see? You say you saw it with your own eyes. Tell us what no, you saw. I've, I've seen how full the clinics are, how they do um, people going on trips, being dehydrated. I've, I've seen those things. I mean, people sit like flies, like a day, day hospital, where you sit, you know? They, they really sit like flies. Yes. But I mean, it still doesn't. To me, it still doesn't say that a thousand five hundred is justifiable for the judge to say. I I have been informed that Saug has got four thousand pilgrims registered, so that is four thousand times. 1,500 rand. I've got a calculator here. Let me just get yeah. it out and then we can see how much yes. there would have been. Sorry? Yeah, I just want to see. Okay, so I'm getting 6 million rand. So that, that means... Yeah, so I that... Mean, mm-hmm. Look at our poor pensioners. Look at the, the elderly. Look at the handicapped. 
people that are struggling, that are saving for years, why should they be paying these fees? Tell me about your Hajj cost. How much did Hajj cost you? How much did you pay okay, to a travel I'm operator? I'm sitting here with my contract right in front of me. Yeah. Okay, I paid all in all 75,089 rand. Okay, and but that was including my Sido Aksa, and that was for a double room. Okay. That was for a double room. Okay, my accommodation. This is what, what it says. Accommodation, product cost. It says product cost, 42,499 rand. Right? Then it said my trip was 200 rand. My Amman, Jerusalem, 7,410 rand. My trip was 180 rand. Azizia couple room was 8,300 rand. For, for how many days? Okay, I left for six weeks. That was a six weeks back. Okay, so now what I want to understand also is in terms my of... Price, though, yeah. My price, though, was yeah. 16,090 rand, yeah. Okay, so uh, I'm going to add 70,500 rand, sorry. So in so, total it was 75,089 rand. I left on the 19th of July and I returned on the 27th of August. Yeah. Was this last year? That was last year, yes. Did you expect to pay, to pay this much money to go on Hajj? Look, in the beginning, no, I didn't. What was advertised, okay, on the various packages that you did, you did various packages. And as time went along and you now really found out the true cost, it was shocking. It was. Mm-hmm. Definitely, it was extremely Yeah. So, let me just at this point welcome our in-studio guest to the program. I have Mushfika Bota in the studio. Mushfika, assalamu alaikum. Welcome. Shukran, Shukran for joining us. And of course, you are a consumer journalist. Yes, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Not always the best thing in the world to be, but Alhamdulillah. I mean, I think part of tonight's program is to ensure that Hajjis know and pilgrims know about their consumer rights as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Right? So you are joining us in the capacity as a consumer journalist, but also, I believe, as someone who is going on Hajj. Inshallah, yes. Yeah, Inshallah. Okay. And then we also have Jake Sirawat. He is from Hajj Watch. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Tell us what is Hajj Watch. Hajj Watch is an advocacy group that we started about 10 years ago. Um, we've been um, looking at the advocacy about regulating this industry to the advantage of the consumer, the whole judge. And um, it's unfortunate that the every year in and year out, the, the operators, okay, we're gonna go the regulators, for yeah. Yeah. have their We're going to go for a break. I have lots of questions that I want to ask you. Let's go for a break, please. The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. So welcome back to Burning Issue with myself, Yazid Kamaldin. Of course, this evening we are trying to get the stories of Hajis online, or rather on the radio. And that is because last week and the week before last, we had various travel operators or representatives of travel operators on the show talking to us about why the cost of Hajj is increasing. We do have a number of WhatsApp messages coming through, and we also have two Hajis on the line who can tell or are going to be telling us about the experience with travel operators. I just also want to 
reiterate that we have guests in the studio, Mushfika Bota, a consumer journalist, and Jake Zrawat from Hajj Watch. Now, the disclaimer is important. The views expressed in this program are not the views of the voice of the Cape. It's management or staff. That just legally covers us. <laughs> and guys, please don't mention names. Don't slander. Don't get people in trouble if they're not here. So, yeah, let's listen to the stories of our Hajis. We had started with Suraya. And Suraya, are you still with us? Yes, I am. Fantastic. You've been sharing with us your experience and all the thousands of brands that you spent last year on Hajj. Of course, I don't think that amount had included your meals or all your meals. Alhamdulillah, what Kismatullah Wam does did actually, they actually, we supposed to get a breakfast, but in Nigeria, they actually gave us the three meals. Okay, fantastic. Great. So now we also have another guest online. Um, I believe his name is Ikram Van Witt. Is that correct? That's correct, yeah. Ikram, Welcome to Burning Issue. Ikram, we believe that your mother went on Hajj in 2014. That's correct, yeah. Can you please share with us her experience? Yeah, I was just going to say now, I'm not the Hajj yet. <laughs> Inshallah, um, Yeah, but because I dealt with all the um, traveling arrangements and I've also dealt with the operators and... and so I did most of the, the you know, the duties for my dad because they were going to go together, you know, on a such, um that's 2014. And everything went according to plan, you know, um, where the people came here to the house, the greets and whatever. And and I was, in, I was in constant contact with the operator to ask, like, when are we finalizing? When are we getting our stuff? You know, what is the date for leaving, etc. And only to find out the night before she was supposed to leave, the operator himself is already on hatch. And that year my mother couldn't go. And he had a total of 100,000 rand in his bank account of my mother. So, yeah, that was my experience. So what happened after that? Did you get your 100,000 rand back? Did your mother eventually get to go on hajj? Um, she eventually get to go on Hajj. It was in 2015. No, March 2014. No, 2013 she planned. Uh, that was the year she she couldn't go. 2014 she eventually went. Um, she we got the money, but it wasn't like just easy getting the money back. I had to go through a lot of channels where I actually um, um, contacted Musika Water and I and I told her about my uh, dilemma or my problem that I have, and she made contact with the person and the operator, and she managed to get the full refund of the hundred thousand rand. Okay, I think to, I think Do you want what, to add to that? Yes, I think yes. something that was very, very key to me, and I mentioned it at the Style Road Show last year when I spoke about this particular um, case, um, was that there was no contract. There was not a contract in place, and I think yeah. that just showed me the trust that our judge are placing in their spiritual yeah. leaders and in their travel operators. So it, it's 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 something that we really need to uh, be careful with. We, 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 need, we, we need to be appreciative of that. And uh, something that stood out to me about that as well was that the only re- the re- we, we wanted to, we wanted to um, actually take it further. And then they, they said, but you didn't have a contract. And I'm saying, well, the reason that we need to take this further is because there wasn't a contract. A, an operator had 100,000 rand of a hujaj's money in his account 
Die mensen het kom goed het bij die huis, die tafels was gele, but he left. He left without telling so the truth. So did you even like book a flight ticket? Nothing. Nothing. That's a bizarre, I, rem- I remember. Man. I remember this very, very vividly. Mm. But he was. Let's gone. go back to the to the to the son. So, um, and then your mother eventually went on Hajj the following year, right? But did yeah. you go with the same operator? What happened? No, then I chose another operator for her. Um, and alhamdulillah, I can say I was very pleased with this operator that I chose. In fact, she chose it because you know. So obviously went around and to ask around for like, advice and stuff like that. So, yeah, she didn't have much complaints about the operator because I was in constant contact with her because she wasn't well at the time as well. How um, is she doing now? Ma? How is your mother doing now? She's well fighting, yeah, now. She passed away? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that is just my story of it. And I'm so grateful for Ms. Pika. If it wasn't for her, I don't know if I would maybe be able to get the money back, you know, because it wasn't easy to say, you know what, you've made the promises, you should be taking on Hajj, as well as my dad. You didn't do, you didn't deliver as promised with the money. And, you know, I even had to go to his house. And when I got to the house, the wife actually have an attitude as well, you know, as if Kokomela into. Now, okay, I, mean, I have to ask you this question. Did you check out this Hajj operator? Did you can ask I tell about you, that him? Hajj operator is accredited this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not that people are going to uh, to Hajj operators that aren't accredited. Yeah. Yeah. That, that It's somebody that was in the industry. Yeah. It's somebody that took people and it's somebody that to this day is an accredited agent. Wow. Wow. Hajj Watch, Jake's... <laughs> You've been doing this for 10 years. Does this sound familiar to you? Yes, it's very familiar. Um, I think it's a very, very basic principle. We all do business. We all buy things. But for some reason, our Muslim community doesn't understand that whether you're going for Hajj or you're going to the pick and pay or you're dealing with a lawyer, there's money to be paid. In exchange, you know what you to expect, and you get it. If it doesn't come according to that, you have recourse. But we would prefer to go on Hajj without knowing what we are buying. Mm-hmm. We are taking buying because we said it's our dream to go for Hajj. They sell you a ghost, so it's not it's not right. Are you guys doing any kind of like? Um if I can say, I mean, Hajj Watch, right? I mean, do you kind of like investigate travel operators to inform the public as well or to watch out for? I think the, the structure is, is um, stacked against the consumer because when the um, regulator, which is Sahuk, anoints the guy and tells him he's an operator, it's difficult to get to because when you have an issue, you're mm. supposed to go to the regulator and they would... Um, facilitate whatever the issue is but the problem is is we cannot get this, the, the regulator to put in basic checks and balances to it's protect so the consumer. the regulator. Correct. So the South African Hajj and Umrah Council is the regulator and, yes. you, and what are it's your issues the, with them? The, 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 the consumer all the, everything is stacked against the consumer for one the consumer is not organized it's people like me, Mushfika, other other bodies that actually try and assist people to get what they paid for. And that's all we're asking. But because the regulation is so lax, it doesn't protect the consumers. The consumers know they want to go for Hajj, but they leave out the detail. 
Because everything that they, they put money towards, they don't know what they're buying. What but do you, what do you mean, Maf Mashika? What do you mean by lax? What do you mean by the regulator is lax? For example, yeah. nobody's allowed to sell any product without a contract. So in other words, whatever they're selling, it needs to be itemized. How much am I paying for my air flight? Mm-hmm. How much am I paying for the hotel in Makkah? How much am I paying for this? How much am I paying for that? Because then you can compare. Whereas now, you can suddenly go by an operator one and you say, what's your price? And he says, 50000 The other guy says, mm, I got it for 40000 So... There's a perception that everything is included. So because you're saying most of the, the regulator people, must watch the prices. What are you no, saying? Yeah. No. In other words, when you sell the product, you yeah. advertise the product, there's a list what you are buying. The detail of that is very important because it allows you to compare one to the yeah, other. Yeah, but the question is why are you saying this, the regulator is lax? I need to get the detail of that. Why are you saying the regulator is lax? Because they um, are the watch. They. they they represent the consumer to make sure that the regular, the, the Hajj operator is accredited with them. And if there's issues, you go back to the regulator and say, this thing didn't regulate properly, please take action. And they have the authority to do that and, and they wouldn't allow him to be accredited the following year. So if he's a bad performer, he prevents the consumers from these people that are... So are they doing that? No, they're not. So that's the answer. When I ask, are they lax, what do you mean? So they're not doing that. They're not watching that the travel operators are doing, servicing the community. Ha- however, in their defense, yeah. Yeah. when the first thing they would ask, where is your contract? Mm-hmm. And then the, 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 the pilgrim says, well, I don't have one. Also, in, in their defense, um, very many people are very quick to complain about service that they got or service that they didn't get but ask them to lay a formal complaint and they draw back and i think that's something that um, we also have to look at we've got to get to the point where the community says you know what we are serious about this we are serious about taking this forward and we are serious about bringing change about in this community because it doesn't help that every year a different issue arises within the hajj industry at the end of the day believe me jakes imran and i Normally, we are the ones that, uh, you know, we, we, we push the agenda. When we turn around, there's nobody behind us. Yeah. Look, guys, I have a lot of WhatsApp messages coming through, and we have two minutes to our next ad break. I just want to ask Ikram. Ikram, apart from going to Mushfika, did you go to Sauk? Did you go to the regulator and tell them about this operator that took 100,000 rand without giving your mother an air ticket? No, I haven't, because um, while, you know, in the early stages of, of, of the doing dealings with the operator, I could contact him any time of day. He actually replied to messages, they took my calls, but when it came close to the time, he was just unavailable. So my first thing was, because I knew Masika back then already, um, then I said, wait, let me try, maybe she can sort something out to me. But why didn't and you go to Sauk? Um, you know. I think because if I if I can if I can come in there um, with, and I, I know Ikram doesn't want me to sort of say it, but because I, 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 it's not a fear, it's a fear that a lot of people have. A lot of people don't believe that Sauka on their side. A lot of people believe in. Do, their, do you think that Ikram is that how you felt? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, <laughs> because I, to me, I felt no Masika might be able to do better the situation with, you know, with Saug or, or the, the operator. 
Okay. Um, just like you said now. Did, did, sorry, Ikram, did, it, it's, um, did you perhaps get a contract? So when you gave him 100,000 rand, what did you give him 100,000 rand? What did he give you for that? What were you purchasing? Were you buying Hajj that year? Were you buying air tickets? Were you buying hotels? What was promised? Now, yeah, I know we got the contract. I said, you know, this is your, your operator. This is now the dates for leaving, etc. Um, this is the amount that was paid. You know, that type of thing. But no itemized. Uh, it was nothing itemized on it. I'm not itemized for accommodation. It's just much of food. It's just much nothing like that. Was You're there, buying but, a package for 50,000 rand times two people. Mm-hmm. 100,000 yeah. rand. Because what they, what, they, what they say is, my package is 50,000 rand, all inclusive. So you tell me, I don't need to buy food, I don't need to do this, it's all inclusive. All inclusive, you know, so, even food, wow. Yeah, that, that, that's what they say. So now what do you do? My, my mother and father said, no, it's fine, you know what? 50,000 per person, go ahead, Bismillah. And did they, did before we go for our break, the last question, were there people who saved up quite a while for this money? Um, you know, not actually saved in, as in saved, but uh, my dad was working all the time and he actually went on retirement and the first thing is to put aside was his cut money. Okay, so it's almost like... money went for all the so basically, yeah. That's, it's like when you retire and you have a pension or something and that's the yeah. money you can use. Look, let's go for a break, but don't go away. When we get back, I'd like to acknowledge the WhatsApp messages that are coming through. Welcome back to Burning Issue with myself, Yazid Kamaldin. This evening, we are highlighting the stories of Hajis, pilgrims who have gone to Saudi Arabia for Hajj. And of course, the aim is to empower our community. We are not here to slander any travel operator. We are merely here to empower people. And this emanates from a program that we did two weeks ago where we had various guests on the show in the studio talking about why the cost of Hajj is going up. We have a number of WhatsApp messages, but I've been interviewing Ikram Van Witt, whose mother went on Hajj in 2014. She has since passed on. And he was telling us about how the night when his mother or when his mother was supposed to have been in Mecca, um, they actually heard the travel operator who sold them a package for a hundred thousand Rand was in Saudi Arabia, but they were still in Cape Town and they had to fight to get their money back. We of course also have our guests in studio. Ikram, I wanna ask you a question. Why didn't you just go to the police? Why didn't you just say someone stole my money? <laughs> If somebody, I, if somebody took 100,000 rand from me and did not give me what I paid for, I will go to the police and say, someone stole my money. Yeah, I, I could have done that. But, you know, is, you know, the thing with us, you know, as Muslims, I, I think you can, um, you can relate. We trust easily, you know, more, more so when you heard from, from your neighbors or from friends and family that, you know what, no, this operator is good, he will sort you out, he will see you everything better, he will make your trip enjoyable, he will just, he will, you know, he will make it a memorable trip for you. Now, obviously, you take that credit, you know, you put it, you, you take that trust. Okay, my family was with him. Okay, so let me also try this. So, I, I was so thinking. We, uh, and whereas, you know, 
Because it's a travel operator, you know, and you just assume, no, those people won't, won't like run away with the money. You know what I'm saying? But I must um, also say, Karam, something that stood out to me, because I told your mother to lay a charge. I told your mother and your father to lay a charge. I was very specific about that. Because to me, it was 100000 and it was stolen, as far as I was concerned. You paid for something that you didn't get. But your mother and your father, which is something that comes up very, very often, is that your mother and your father were like, what if they hold that against us? Okay, I want to hear from Ikara. Continue your story. Yeah, yeah so, um... By the way, Auntie sure, Soraya, are you I'm still sure with us? Mouth. Yeah, is Auntie Soraya still with us? Yes, I am. Okay, sorry, we're just checking. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, mouth. Okay, um, Ikara, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure, you know, that would have been the next step. Should they be, um, should he hesitate to pay the money? Because, like I said, there was no contact. We couldn't reach him, you know? Um, then eventually... You know, when we got all of him, or the, or the wife, and then we went to her house, etc. And I had to wait outside by the gate because she said, okay, I'll do the transfer now. Wow. And when, and when the phone went off, when the SMS went off or into my account, and then I said, okay. Imagine somebody was sitting with your money in their bank account. Yeah. That's insane. Transfer and you know what? While what? I'm sitting outside the gate. And I, what I love about the story is that a lot of people say, oh, you know, for tell the men's divided, what I loved about the story was that there was a paper trail. There are EFTs that can be shown. It went from that account into that account, and then it got paid back yeah. from that account to that Okay, account. but now, guys, you know, the big question here is, right? The big question, of course, is that if we had a regulator, right? I mean, and really what it comes down to is, should there not be an independent you know, inquiry even into the Hajj industry because we're hearing all these stories. I mean, what do you think? Should there be an independent inquiry into the Hajj industry, you know, like to check up what's happening? Ikram, I mean, you know, like surely your case study is is enough grounds for an inquiry, man. Somebody got accredited again or rather gets the, the yeah, the accreditation. I, the operator, the operator is, gets is accredited operating. again to be able yeah. to sell people, you know, packages. And this is something that happened to you. And this person or this company who sold you this ticket for 100,000 Rand is still operating. So, yeah. I mean, let's let's ask our guest in the studio. Mishwika, do you think that there is a need for an independent inquiry into the Hajj industry here in South Africa? Well, first of all, I think there's need for independence. Uh, what I found most alarming the last time um, you had the show was the fact that you had three different travel operators representing SAMTA, SATOA and SAUK. Yeah, that's the South African Hajj and Umrah Council. SATOA and the other two groups are essentially groups that are meant to be looking out for the pilgrims, for the Hajjis. So what I'm saying is the same people who are supposed to be looking out for what the operators are doing wrong are the operators themselves. Yeah, they are also travel operators. So I think what we do need in, in, in essence is um, independence. We need, an, we need an independent body that can look at these issues. And again, and people can say, but, um, you know, uh, these operators are part of this body because they have the experience. Believe me, there are a lot of people in our community outside of our community that are in the travel industry that we could call on. I don't know what Jake's thinks, um, to, to be part of an independent body that could see to it that our hujaj, first of all, I would like to get to the point where every hujaj that signs a contract gets to come somewhere, and I mean, I do this in my personal capacity, but there needs to be a body, and says, here is my contract. contract. Yeah. 
Can somebody just assist me and go through it with me to say that everything is there as it should be? But a regulator should be looking at the contracts of a travel operator, surely. Because, you know, a regulator can also ensure that its accredited members are operating in good faith. Jokes, what do you think about the, the possibility of an independent inquiry into the Hajj industry in South Africa? Is that even possible? Yes, I, th- I just think that it's, um, we need to st- take a step back and say well, what we have at the moment is a so-called regulator that has members of the travel fraternity serving on its board. And then you have the consumer. What you should have is people providing services to consumers and consumers. And in the middle, you find a referee, a person that's non-partisan and that's able to decide this is the way forward. However, this Muslim community first needs to decide how do they like to be served? Do people like to pay 100,000 rand and have a contract that maybe they can hold, they don't want to charge the people if they run away with their money? We first need to know what do what is it that we want from this industry? And once we have that basis, and then we decide who's going to manage this. And once we've got that, we can then decide and build this Organization, because I believe the Muslim community in South Africa is a dynamic one. We've got talented people. We must use this talent to our benefit. Yeah. Haven't you seen enough, you know, to warrant an inquiry? Haven't you seen enough such situations where pilgrims or hajis have been sort of like fleeced? Oh, I've seen worse. Yeah. Mm. I've seen people lose their money for hajj and umrah to one operator and have died since. So people have died with the pain. People have died not even getting their products. And the people are still out there serving and, and promising people. Um, so it, it's, it's a very, very sad uh, state of affairs. And I think it's about time the consumers decide this is what they want. I'll give you a basic example. If the person advertises a hajj price, he gives you all included. But the detail of which that person has never been for Hajj. So he doesn't know when they say the ziyarat is included or this is not included or that is not included. They're just so happy that they're going to be able to afford the Hajj and off they go. When they get there, it's a different story. So we need to say that this is what operator A does, this is what he, he does, and this is his pricing. Yeah. And that there's a, a body that's looking in the consumer interest. At the moment, there's no consumer interest. Everyone else has interest except the consumers that would judge. Okay, let's go for another ad break. I'm dying to get to the WhatsApp messages. We do need to acknowledge our listeners. Let's go for a break. We'll also bid farewell to our online guests after the break. We've got about 15 minutes to go before we need to break for Maghrib. I would like to wrap up with our online guests, Suraya Azad Majid and Ikram Panvit. On to Suraya. So coming back to you, um, what do you think of everything you've been hearing? And do you also think that an independent yes. inquiry should be launched into the Hajj industry in our country? It should be, because I mean, with my um, inquiries that I went to, the more access with what I found was, they give you a bulk amount into your accommodation, but they don't list the name of the hotel where the people should have been staying in. And people are not aware of this. 
You see, people are not aware that the context is, it is not detailed enough. Okay. Everything has to be specified into that contract, how important of utmost importance it is for your contract. Okay. Really, we should be helping the judge because if we seem sad, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. Will people be able to go and hide? That is the concern here. Mm-hmm. So, Ikram, if you have to go, or when, inshallah, you go on Hajj, what would you do differently? I would, I would, I would. And also, may I just add, I agree when you say about the independent um, council. Um, you know, more importantly, you know, if, if I can just say, um, to make it more accessible for our Khujaj, you know, most of the Khujaj now is like more older people. We need people that speak their language, you know, um, speak for what they understand, you know, and it will be, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because it's not always easy for them to understand the terms and, you know, and the, the conditions. So if we have our own people, you know, handling this thing, um, then it's more easy for for more, for the elderly and the normal person out there in the street um, for him to um, go to the officers, speak to them because this is his concern or whatever, and they will have more clarity on what they get, you know. Okay. Okay. What they're in for? And then exactly they will know what they get and what they're not getting. Yeah. Look, like let me let me thank Suraya and Ikram for sharing your stories as Hajj's with us because before the Maghrib break, I would like to go through some of the WhatsApp messages, and also of course our lines are open throughout the show. You are more than welcome to give us a call. The number is o two one four four two three five three zero. That is o two one four four two three five three zero. Suraya and Ikram, shukran so much for sharing your stories with us on Burning issue this evening. Mm. Wa alaikum salam. Now going to the WhatsApp messages, um, a lot of messages have come through. Of course, the aim of the program is not to slander or to um, bring anybody into disrepute. I just want to reiterate that because, you know, I'm not going to be mentioning names of travel operators unless the people are here to defend themselves, and they are not. So it's Mm. very important that we do that. And just to reiterate the disclaimer, the views expressed in this program are not the views of the voice of the Cape, it's management or staff. So listen, 8855 says um, I completely agree that there is a need for an independent inquiry. People postpone for the following years because for the following year because they cannot afford Hajj, only to see that the following year they still cannot afford Hajj because it has increased so much, so much for helping the Hujaj. Let us look at some more of the messages. Uh, this is a question that a travel operator would be best able to respond to, but it says, Assalamu alaikum, I just want to know why they charge per person if they pay per room, irrespective of how many people are in a room. I don't know, that that sounds a bit too confusing. Um, let's look at listener 8080 says, Assalamu alaikum, is there any travel operator that caters for the poor people i'm not talking about four or five star just the normal bed and breakfast canala that is such that, an exceptionally uh, good question shukran for that shukran because that is where we need to get to we need to start saying that the travel operators need to start catering for their community irrespective of the need did you do you can you afford 
Um, top level, great stuff. There's a top level package for you. Can you afford middle level, great stuff? Is Look, I mean, the reality of it is, can we just, can we just also like get to the, to the reality of it? Like if I'm living, and no offense to anybody, I mentioned this last time as well. If I'm living in like a normal home and I've got like a basic, just my basic needs covered every day, I don't necessarily need to stay in a five-star hotel for like three weeks. And pay exorbitant amounts of money. Um, so I, I'm just bringing that in. Yes, yes, Jacks. Okay, I, I think it's a very important point. But what you need to realize in defense of the operators, if they're selling expensive packages, four star and five star, the percentage they make on that is quite a lot of money. If they sell a cheaper <laughs> package, the margins yeah. are lower. Yeah. So why yes. would you want to sell cheap when you can sell for lots? Yeah, we have a caller on, on the line. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Burning Issue. Assalamu alaikum. You are live on air, sir. Jazakallah, brother. So, um, mashallah, for opening up this discussion, I'm not too sure if I'm hearing brother Jake Rawit in the back there. It is him. It is him. Uh, this is brother Asif from Durban. I'm from Uksa. Sure, go ahead, please. You are live on air. If you have any comment or contribution yeah. to make to the show, so, you're more than so, welcome. So, so it's good that you've opened up this discussion because this is something that's been a burning issue for a very long time. I mean, there's so many people that are uh, calling for an independent inquiry into this. You've got Brother Rawat in the studio there as well, who's been at the, uh, uh, you know, he's put his shoulder to the wheel for the last 15, 20, 25 years. He's been, you know, he's been passionate about this as well. We've interacted with him quite a lot. Uh, there's so many people that are calling for this. It's about time that this happens. And I think the more people that put pressure on all the necessary structures that are out there, to open this discussion, bring in the ulama bodies, bring in uh, Durko, bring in Sahuk, bring in everyone. Let's sit down, let's sit and discuss because something is not right. Great stuff. This, year, mm-hmm. this year is so expensive. Uh, people are, are, are deferring their accreditation and, and I believe if you, if you defer it for three times, you've taken out of the list completely. Shukran so, so much. Make, yeah, we've got your so contribution, Shukran. We have another call on the line. Assalamu alaikum. We have just a few minutes before the Maghrib break. Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa operation. Thanks goes to Allah's wonderful opportunity to listen and to talk. And I am very happy that this is on. And shukran, shukran. That lady that is there, she's my. Can we. For my hajj. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, and it was very sad what was done to me. It was very, very sad, you know, to think that I've paid my accreditation and everything. Didn't you and get your money back with them, Muhammad? The they, they said you can go get your money. They were on the show the week before last, and they said to you, you can go to the office and get your money. Did you go? They're not doing their work properly you, because mm-hmm. I've been for Hajj 21 years ago and I spoke to the Mu'assafas and they say there's no way that they could have not accredited me. They should have accredited me. I wasn't there five years ago. I was 21 years ago. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi We have a message. Do you have another call? No. We have a message from 0115 saying, I've heard that one Hajj operator made up to 1 million rand profit on taking 60 Hajjis on Hajj. If this is through, then it's ridiculous. And also, Hajj agents must disclose if they get one or two free tickets per every 10 Hajjaj they book from airlines. I don't think anybody's going to disclose that. But we have another caller. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Burning Issue. You are live. Great show. Shukran. Um, just a question around the um, formal process for complaints. 
um, uh, if, if somebody can elaborate what is what is the process to lay a complaint, you know, um, around Hajj. And if I'm not mistaken, when you had Sauk on the line last week or the week before, they said that they don't regulate Umrah, only Hajj. If so, then what is the process with regards to Umrah? Fantastic. We'll have Jake's answer that. Please do listen on the radio. Shukran. Okay, there's no real process because there's nobody regulating Hajj. So when it comes to um, the industry, uh, the Umrah industry, it's a free-for-all. I call it the Wild West because everybody's charging whatever they like. And if they don't deliver services, no place you can go. But I say that if anybody's taken your money and you don't have, they've supplied you something that you didn't buy, Take them to take them to the courts. Yeah, but but people don't have money to go to court. Okay, something Be- can, can, because you didn't actually like. I mean, are we saying that Saug is not regulating Hajj? Is that what you're no, saying? No, no. This is Umrah operators. No, and but the caller is saying for Umrah and Hajj, right? No, I mean what's no, happening? no, specifically yeah. Umrah. Okay, they only regulate Hajj. Okay, and when it comes to Umrah, you're on your own. Let's go to another caller before we go. Caller, assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Burning Issue. Caller, assalamu alaikum. I just like to know, I have a brother that passed away, was accredited, so only the registration fees are paid. What happens to the monies that's paid in and the people have passed on? Mm-hmm. That's a question. Shukran, that is a question that has come up on the WhatsApp line as well. Does anybody have an answer? I mean, we should ideally have Saug answer this question. Well, you could ask them for the money. Yeah. You go go back to Saug and ask them for the money, please. Please ask them for Some- the money. Yeah. Something that I also just wanted on the previous call in saying, what is your recourse? Again, I say this, you are being delivered a service. The fact that it is a spiritual service does not make it any less valid for a service. So if you come back and you have not got what you think that you signed up for, what you were promised, the Office of the Consumer Protector in Cape Town is in St. George's Mall in the Waldorf Building. It's the entrance opposite the back of Edgar's. Yeah, I don't, even think, I don't even think it's a spiritual service. I think you're just booking a bed and a ticket from a travel operator. The spiritual service is what you are doing yourself. Do you okay. know what I mean? Okay, I agree like, with this you is 100%. a consumer thing. I, I am booking a hotel and a plane ticket. The spiritual connection and journey, that's my own. I'm not buying that from someone. Um, I just want to go back to listener uh, 5687. We have two minutes before we need to go for the Mahri break. The listener is saying, Shukran for the awareness, but why make people aware when you are reluctant to mention the travel operator's names? The public must be told you can save Hajis from making the wrong choice. Now, this is my reason. So, I work on journalistic principles, and if I have somebody mentioning a name of a travel operator on the show, I'm going to need to get the other person's comment as well and I don't have them here and that is why I'm trying to also avoid defamation and slander and any kind of inaccurate reporting or comments being made on the show. Um, Listener 4486 has asked there are millions of hajis that um, you know go on pilgrimage and Sauk is getting money from them and they are enriching themselves so that is an opinion of someone um, and also the person asked the same question that was asked earlier I don't understand how it works but why are travel agents selling accommodation in Saudi per person sharing and if you book online you pay per room okay and not per person okay I, I really don't know how that works I don't know uh, uh, do you Drake, guys want to yeah. say uh, Drake, so you want have a go at that okay um 
when a travel operator designs a package, yeah. he charges you per person. Yeah. So if there are two people, he just multiplies it by two. Whether he pays for the full price for the room or whether he pays per person, that's his prerogative. So you can you buy can the room people. and s- put as many people in there and sell beds, basically. Correct. Yes. Correct. Okay. So, you, so what we currently have, the system that we currently have is a double a triple and a quad system. Two, three, and four. Two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. So on a quad system, you could pay 50,000 rand per package. On four, a tri- four people in a room, 50,000 rand. Per package. And then on a Sleeping with three triple, other people in the same room triple, for 50,000 wow. On a triple, triple room, you could pay, say, 53,000 rand. And then on the double, you would pay about, say, 55,000, 56,000 rand. But I think what the, the, what the uh, person sending the WhatsApp is asking is that if you put four people in a room at 50,000 rand that room has garnered 200,000 rand for you and I, I, I'm uh, perhaps I can WhatsApp you back and say if that is what they were, were asking but I get it it's a business thing so if I'm buying a room I pay 2,000 rand let's say hypothetically speaking and I sell each bed for 2,000 rand I'm making profit well let's leave it at that for now we're going to go for the Maghrib break there are tons of WhatsApp messages I would like to come to. Do stay tuned. After Maghrib, we will be back with Burning Issue. The Burning Issue. Is. Assalamu alaikum. Is there any travel operator that caters for the poor people? I'm not talking about four or five star, just the normal bed and breakfast canala. That is such that, an exceptionally uh, good question. Shukran for that. Shukran. Because that is where we need to get to. We need to start saying that the travel operators need to start catering for their community. Irrespective of the need. Did you, do you, can you afford um, top level? Great stuff. There's a top level package for you. Can you afford middle level? Great stuff. A Look, I mean, the reality of it, can we just, can we just also like get to the, to the reality of it? Like if I'm living, and no offense to anybody, I mentioned this last time as well. If I'm living in like a normal home and I've got like a basic, just my basic needs covered every day, I don't necessarily need to stay in a five star hotel for like three weeks. And pay exorbitant amounts of money. Um, so I, I'm just bringing that in. Yes, yes, Jacks. Okay, I, I think it's a very important point. But what you need to realize in defense of the operators, if they're selling expensive packages, four star and five star, the percentage they make on that is quite a lot of money. If they sell a cheaper <laughs> package, the margins yeah. are lower. Yeah. So why yes. would you want to sell cheap when you can sell for lots? Yeah, we have a caller on, on the line. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Burning Issue. Assalamu alaikum. Well, you are live on A, sir. Jazakallah, brother. So, um, mashallah, for opening up this discussion, I'm not too sure if I'm hearing brother Jake Rawit in the back there. It is him. It is him. Uh, this is brother Asif from Durban. I'm from Uksa. Sure, go ahead, please. You are live on A. If you have any comment or contribution yeah. to make to the show, so, you're more than so, welcome. So, so, it's good that you've opened up this discussion because this is something that's been a burning issue for a very long time. I mean, there's so many people that are uh, calling for an independent inquiry into this. You've got Brother Rawat in the studio there as well, who's been at the, uh, uh, you know, he's put his shoulder to the wheel for the last 15, 20, 25 years. He's been, you know, he's been passionate about this as well. We've interacted with him quite a lot. 
uh, there's so many people that are calling for this. It's about time that this happens. And I think the more people that put pressure on all the necessary structures that are out there to open this discussion, bring in the ulama bodies, bring in uh, Durko, bring in Sahuk, bring in everyone. Let's sit down, let's sit and discuss because something is not right. Great stuff. This, year, mm-hmm. this year is so expensive. Uh, people are, are, are deferring their accreditation and, and I believe if you, if you defer it for three times, you've taken out of the list completely. Shukran so, so much. Make, yeah, we've got your so contribution, Shukran. We have another call on the line. Assalamu alaikum. We have just a few minutes before the Maghrib break. Walaikum salam wa rahmatullah wa operation. Thanks goes to Allah's wonderful opportunity to listen and to talk. And I am very happy that this is on. And shukran, shukran. That lady that is there, she's my. Can we. For my hajj. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, and it was very sad what was done to me. It was very, very sad, you know, to think that I've paid my accreditation and everything. Didn't you get your money back with the Muhammad? They, they said you can go get your money. They were on the show the week before last, and they said to you, you can go to the office and get your money. Did you go? They're not doing their work properly you, because mm-hmm. I've been for Hajj 21 years ago and I spoke to the Mu'assafs and they say there's no way that they could have not accredited me. They should have accredited me. I wasn't there five years ago. I was 21 years ago. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum We have a message. Do you have another call? No. We have a message from 0115 saying, I've heard that one Hajj operator made up to 1 million rand profit on taking 60 Hajjis on Hajj. If this is true, then it's ridiculous. And also, Hajj agents must disclose if they get one or two free tickets per every 10 Hajjaj they book from airlines. I don't think anybody's going to disclose that. But we have another caller. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Burning Issue. You are live. Great show. Shukran. Um, just a question around the um, formal process for complaints. Um, uh, if, if somebody can elaborate what is what is the process to lay a complaint, you know, um, around Hajj. And if I'm not mistaken, when you had Sauk on the line last week or the week before, they said that they don't regulate Umrah, only Hajj. If so, then what is the process with regards to Umrah? Fantastic. We'll have Jake's answer that. Please do listen on the radio. Shukran. Okay, there's no real process because there's nobody regulating Hajj. So when it comes to um, the industry, uh, the Umrah industry, it's a free for all. I call it the Wild West because everybody's charging whatever they like. And if they don't deliver services, no place you can go. But I say that if anybody's taken your money and you don't have, they've supplied you something that you didn't buy, Take them to take them to the courts. Yeah, but but people don't have money to go to court. Okay, something because, that can, can, because you didn't actually like. I mean, are we saying that Saug is not regulating Hajj? Is n- that what you're no, saying? No, no. This is Umrah operators. No, and but the caller is saying for Umrah and Hajj, right? No, I mean what's no, happening? no, specifically yeah. Umrah. Okay, they only regulate Hajj. Okay, and when it comes to Umrah, you're on your own. Let's go to another caller before we go. Caller, assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Burning Issue. Caller, assalamu alaikum. I just like to know, I have a brother that passed away, was accredited, so only the registration fees are paid. What happens to the monies 
that stayed in and the people have passed on. Mm-hmm. That's a question. Shukran, that is a question that has come up on the WhatsApp line as well. Does anybody have an answer? I mean, we should ideally have Sauk answer this question. Well, you could ask them for the money. Yeah. You go, go back to Sauk and ask them for the money, please. Please ask them for Some, the money. Yeah. Something that I also just wanted on the previous call in saying, what is your recourse? Again, I say this you are being delivered a service. The fact that it is a spiritual service does not make it any less valid for the service. So if you come back and you have not got what you think that you signed up for, what you were promised, the Office of the Consumer Protector in Cape Town is in St. George's Mall in the Waldorf Building. It's the entrance opposite the back of Edgar's. Yeah, I don't, even think, I don't even think it's a spiritual service. I think you're just booking a bed and a ticket from a travel operator. The spiritual service is what you are doing yourself. Do you know what I mean? I, I like this is a consumer thing. I, I am booking a hotel and a plane ticket. The spiritual connection and journey, that's my sure. own. I'm not buying that from someone. Um, I just want to go back to listener uh, 5687. We have two minutes before we need to go for the Mahri break. The listener is saying, Shukran for the awareness, but why make people aware when you are reluctant to mention the travel operator's names? The public must be told you can save Hajis from making the wrong choice. Now, this is my reason. So, I work on journalistic principles, and if I have somebody mentioning a name of a travel operator on the show, I'm going to need to get the other person's comment as well and I don't have them here and that is why I'm trying to also avoid defamation and slander and any kind of inaccurate reporting or comments being made on the show. Um, Listener 4486 has asked there are millions of hajis that um, you know go on pilgrimage and Sauk is getting money from them and they are enriching themselves so that is an opinion of someone Um, and also the person asked the same question that was asked earlier. I don't understand how it works, but why are travel agents selling accommodation in Saudi per person sharing? And if you book online, you pay per room. Okay, and not per person. Okay, I, I really don't know how that works. I don't know. Uh, uh, Do you Jake, guys want to yeah. say? Uh, Trax, do you want to have a go at that? Okay. Um, when a travel operator designs a package, yeah. he charges you per person. Yeah. So if there are two people, he just multiplies it by two. Whether he pays for the full price for the room or whether he pays per person, that's his prerogative. So you can you buy can the room people. and s- put as many people in there and sell beds, basically. Correct. Yes. Correct. Okay. So, you, so what we currently have, the system that we currently have is a double a triple and a quad system. Two, three, and four. Two, three, and four. Mm-hmm. So on a quad system, you could pay 50,000 rand per package. On four, a tri- four people in a room, 50,000 rand. Per package. And then on a Sleeping with three triple, other people in the same room triple, for 50,000 rand. Wow. On a triple, triple room, you could pay, say, 53,000 rand. And then on the double, you would pay about, say, 55,000, 56,000 rand. But I think what the, the, what the uh, person sending the WhatsApp is asking is that if you put four people in a room at 50,000 rand that room has garnered 200,000 rand for you and I, I, I'm uh, perhaps I can WhatsApp you back and say if that is what they were, were asking but I get it it's a business thing so if I'm buying a room I pay 2,000 rand let's say hypothetically speaking and I sell each bed for 2,000 rand I'm making profit well let's leave it at that for now we're going to go for the Maghrib break there are tons of WhatsApp messages I would like to come to. Do stay tuned. After Maghrib, we will be back with Burning Issue. (music) 
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to Burning Issue with myself, Yazid Kamaldin. This evening we have been looking at the challenges that pilgrims face when going on Hajj. Our Hajjis have shared with us their challenges. And of course, in studio, I'd like to welcome our guests back to the show, Mushfika Bota, a consumer journalist, and Jake Srawat from Hajj Watch. Um, the aim of the program is to empower Hajjis, to empower the pilgrims to understand better their consumer rights. And it's not really about slandering travel operators, it's just to raise awareness about the pitfalls of booking, for example, a package and so on. So, Mushfika, um, before we went for the Makhri break, you had mentioned something about a 15,000 rand as an example. Yeah. Do you just want to clarify that very yes. briefly, please? I just yeah. want to clarify that we I'm using 50,000 rand per package as uh, an example. I'm not saying that your room is costing your agent 50,000 rand. I'm not saying, uh, referring to any price which your agent pays or what you pay. 50,000 rand was just an example that gets used. Um, I think what the uh, WhatsApp was talking about is um, what uh, Yazidin brought it back down to is if it's 2,000 Rand for the room and you put four people in that room, you've made. Yeah, you're making a profit. So that's that's the business side of how, for example, the rooms are sold. I am also interested very much in getting to the WhatsApp messages. Uh, shukran, of course, to all our listeners for sending messages. I'm going to try to get to as many of them as possible. We only have about uh, less than half an hour left for the show. Um, Mushfika, I'd like to ask you, you are a consumer journalist. Um, let's talk about the Consumer Protection Act. So when I don't get what I've paid for, what does the law say? What do I have to do? What can I do? What is my right? You have the right. The Consumer Protection Act just uh, quickly also gives you the right to fair value, good quality and safety. So you have the right to demand quality service. You also, Consumer Protection Act gives you um, the right to disclosure of information in plain and understandable language. I also think a lot of people um, are getting caught up in that. They don't know the industry. So they get caught up by the jargon that gets used and we are too scared to ask questions. I do think that's something that we should be looking into and saying, let us put what we put forth in a language that is understandable. Great stuff. Mishvika, you know, when I started my first show two weeks ago and we had travel operators, well, actually, let me correct myself, we had Sauk in here, we didn't have in their capacity as travel operators, they were in their capacity as representing various organizations aimed at protecting the Hajis. So they were here and Mishvika talked and she mentioned about how she has done research on getting airfare for cheaper. What has the response been to your initial sort of like uh, social media and also your uh, conversation that you had with me on the show that you could actually get a ticket for much cheaper than an agent can sell it? Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, the weeks would have been, the last two weeks would have been so more, so much more challenging had it not been for the overwhelming support from people out there. Um, I had, my Facebook was blown away, um, my WhatsApp, I had 4,296 WhatsApp, I couldn't even get to everything. Wow. Um, I just had somebody counted for me, go through um, 4,296, I've read everyone, I can't respond to everyone. Of the 4,296, there were five people um, who were not very happy with me. Don't worry about that. But, That's five. It's fine. Um, the majority of the people were very grateful that we have brought this topic to the fore. The majority of the people were then keen to tell their own stories. The majority of the people... Yeah, people are telling you their stories. Yes, and they yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, with regards to um, people booking uh, their own ticket, I had people who this year 
went to um, agents and they said to me, the agents said to them, either you book your ticket with us um, or you can't go with us. I even had uh, an, a, somebody say to me, well, the agents said to them, I don't need your business. Okay, so let me understand something. Can you buy your own air ticket? This has been a process or something that's been explained on the show before. Over and over and yeah. over again. If you go on the exact date and the exact time as the group that you're going with, what I don't understand is if your package is 55,000 rand, excluding your ticket, are you telling me that for 55,000 rand that I'm paying an operator? He's not going to give me the service because I don't want to book my ticket. I had a lady who phoned and who was specific about the fact that on Discovery, she's got so much where she could get the ticket for so mm-hmm. much less. Yeah, I mean, with F&B, you get this thing called e exactly. right? With e you can get a discount on the ticket. Do we have a caller? Okay, we don't. So, guys, also what I want to ask is, remember, the, the aim of the show is to empower Hajis. The yes. aim is to empower our community, right? So, let's just say I am a prospective Haji. I want to go on Hajj. I'm shopping around for a travel operator. What is the questions? What are the questions that I should be asking Jakes and also Mushfika? What are the questions I should be asking a travel operator? Okay, before you actually go, you need to know what you're buying. And... Unless he gives you an itemized billing, you wouldn't be able to compare it, considering that you haven't been for Hajj before. That's why you... you itemized billing. Itemized, or itemized bill. quotation. Like line by line. Yes. Like what are you saying? Itemized Meals. quotations. Yes, yeah. give me and an itemized quotation. So okay. you can compare it with somebody else. So let's get into the detail of that. It's like I'm saying, how much is my room? Yeah, how much is my what? Like, okay, cool. We got that. Caller, assalamu alaikum. Caller. Assalamu Welcome to Burning Issue. You live on here. Yes. Um, um, regarding the ticket thing, they prefer not you to buy your own ticket because it's for profits. For profit, uh huh. Yes. Accommodation, the, the profit are huge. That is, you can actually, they've been, they told you a person, but it's actually for the poor. They put four hundred in there, so the other three are clear profits. And that is how the industry works. Mm-hmm. Shukran. Okay, Shukran. Let's go to our WhatsApp messages now. Listener 5660 says, Sauk should do away with the 1,500 rand accreditation fee immediately. It's open exploitation. Prospective hajjers should take their hajj operator contracts to an attorney before signing. Agreed. Yeah. Um, listener... Okay, it's a name here, but the listener says, I personally feel that Hajj should be non-profit, seeing it is a fart. It should be regulated by Sauk or Ulama Council. Umrahs can be run by travel agents. That is another opinion. Listener 5019 says, I would like to know if first-time Hujaj gets first privilege and if Badal Hajj can only be performed, okay, that's, in, that, that's a question that we cannot answer. It's a question for Sauk because they deal with accreditation. And also this listener continues saying, when we were on Hajj, Sauk was nowhere to be found. We literally had to speak in our broken Arabic to find out where the terminal was when we came home. There was no help for old people. Listener 7505 says, do continue with this Hajj issues. It's appreciated. I would like you to invite the 
following people. Okay, wait, this is going a bit lengthy. It just says, it ends off by saying, I believe the travel agents are ripping off our people big time. We have been saving for a long time for this flood obligation. The cost of going for Hajj is unnecessarily expensive and it become and it can become much less cheaper and affordable. Listener 8718 says, way to go, Mushfika. Go forward with the fight. I am available to assist. This number is here if you need it, if you need the assistance. And the listener also says, my mother and father went for Umrah in 2013. When I asked the operator for a detailed contract, their answer was, we do not do contracts for Umrah. So what was ironic about the story is the person now is the president of Satoa. Okay, that's interesting. Um, yeah. Okay, let's see what else is here. Um, listener 6535 is of the opinion that Sauk and Satoa, etc. all look out for each other and they are buddies. It's very sad. Listener 7694 says... I am just amazed that all the people on these supposed regulating bodies are also travel agents. So they regulate themselves. It, is, it just boggles the mind. Where is the independence? It is high time that these companies be subjected to scrutiny by the Competition Commission. You know what I love about our community? We might seem like we are dumb. But actually, we are actively involved Absolutely. in finding out what's going on. Kola, assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Burning Issue. Look, I, I just want to say I was on Hutch now. I was I was in I was on the top of th- three years in a row. I went I went in 2012 Hutch, and I went 2017. I went 2018 last year, and back in this December, January now. But I just want to say the people must uh, when they go for Hutch or go for Umrah, they must ask for a terminal for what they paying for. Because uh, last year when I went for when, when I went for Umrah. I my my ticket was originally sixteen thousand rands and they said no because I thought it was eighteen thousand rands. Did I thought these people trying to catch me? But then I I did my homework and I see they didn't want to catch me, so my ticket was really, really more. So I went to look around for to buy another plane ticket and I and then the plane ticket was fifteen sixteen thousand rands, right? Because I did my homework. Then I go went to them and I said, look here, I did see you, but when I wanted to go to with the Pacific Airlines, I wanted to go with Emirates. So they they. They play up and down, play up and down, and then when you call me, they said, okay, they got to take a ticket, ticket from you, 13,000 rands. And, and I checked on the e- I checked on the email, I checked, he said, I will pay a little bit more because they get, they get a discount. Mm-hmm. The only uh, difference they, they take was 300 rand they take for themselves, right? So basically, people must do their own work. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we feel that the, 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 the agents trying to catch us, but they, they must go to legitimate agents. What I do is, in, and you must be outspoken, you must because I go out, you must say you must be quiet because you're going out and all this. If you see something wrong, you must talk about it. Absolutely. You must be afraid to talk about it. Yes. That's what I did. Right? Shukran I, so I, must much. Be, I must say that in, in 2016, my wife, my son, and my sister were going out. Like the ladies, we paid 55000 because we went to three more tours. And that was including a ticket. But we got everything that was put on it. We got everything from the if somebody is running away with my money, will you people, uh, will you people uh, jump in and say yes? It depends if the, if the person is raised with us. Okay. <laughs> Listener, Listen, we want to thank you for your contribution. Shukran so much. We're going for an ad break now. When we come back, we'll look at some of the WhatsApp messages.
We are back on air. I'm Yazid Kamaldin, and the show is called Burning Issue. Issue. We are now going to go through the WhatsApp messages. Of course, our listeners have been waiting, of course, for us to read the messages. So, listener 3770 says, Who checks the contract if you are being sponsored by an agent in case where you find you have a... Th- Okay, I don't know what that's about. Listener um, 1517 says, um, You must expose an operator on the radio immediately before they catch more people. I've already explained. The challenge is that when we start naming and shaming people without giving them a chance to respond, it's not really very ethical in my books. I mean, I'm a journalist and, you know, I'm following the journalism ethics. Um, Then another listener says... Okay, now I can't... Look, I'm being very cautious also about the messages, just because, you know, like, we don't need to read every message because we can't answer every question, mm. quite frankly. If there are questions for Sark, I'm not going to read it. Um, for example, yeah, this is a question you should ask Sark. Listen of 0452 says, What does Sark stand for and what do they do with the money? It's an astronomical amount. They're supposed to stand firm to protect the Hajis. So I can't answer on behalf of Sauk. The listener 6337 says, the agent is part of the problem. The other part is that the Saudis cater for the dollar and pound traveler and not the rand traveler. What are you, do you have any feedback on that? I see you shaking, no, shaking your head. What are you saying, Jakes? In the world of money, any, any money is, 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 is considered money and it's business. Okay. So, so you need to take the, the, the religious side out of it. It's all about money. Okay. Then listener 4306 says, Why is Hajj so expensive? When you go to other countries for a vacation, you get so much more for less money. It feels it feels like a rip-off to those who are struggling to go on Hajj. Then listener 1996 says, There must definitely be an inquiry, and if found guilty, those persons should be prosecuted. Listener 4127 says, we must remember there are no more old buildings in Makkah around the Haram, and if they give you a cheaper package, then old people must stay very far from the Haram. Listener 5630 says, The regulatory body should comprise of individuals that are not travel operators because then the oversight will be objective. Also, even if the charge is 1,500 rand, it should be itemized. You should know exactly what you're paying 1,500 for. I'm sorry, if I can just get yes? in there, Yazid, I yeah, think bo? that that's something that Sal can explain to us. If, if anybody from Sal is listening, I think it would be a great... Um, of great value to the community um, if we put the 1,500 issue to rest, if Sal could itemize it and say mm-hmm. to us, look, this is the cost of servicing a hajj, okay. and therefore we're asking that. Now, the listener also continues and says that there should be different brackets of packages so that more people have the opportunity of choice. Shurika, you said something yes. about 23 operators in how many yes. different packages? We, <laughs> we have a quota of 3,500 inshallah. We have 23 different operators, and we have over 225 different packages. Okay, let's That's park that there. Um, listener 4401, maybe Jakes can answer this, wants to know, do you have a choice of taking an agent or not when going in Hajj? Very briefly, Jakes, because we're trying to get through a lot of the messages. Well, you know, you'd have to have a choice. So before you make a choice, you need to know what you're buying. And everyone's offering a different package, hopefully. But uh, if you don't know what the contents of your package is, it could be 
So, but do you need a travel agent? That was the question. Well, according to the uh, uh, Saudi oh, regulations... Saudi you must. Okay, fantastic. Cool. So, listener 4506 says, um, the, whoa, the Commission for Religious and Linguistic Rights is willing to help people who have problems with Sauk. It may not be immediately, but they're willing to take up complaints, which are already piling up. Listener... 5395 says Even if you go on Umrah You can demand a contract To ensure that you receive What you've paid for You do find professional operators Mishwika Contracts Umrah I don't don't even know how I, I don't know how to stress this further You must have a contract For anything Any service that is being rendered to you Mm-hmm. Whether you go to a gym, whether you go, to, you need to have yeah, a contract. Absolutely. There's a contract. Listener 5961 says, um, this listener believes the agents take advantage of Hajj because it is a religious travel. Listener 885 says, um, I asked a few agents how much it would cost if they have to do a Hajj on behalf of a deceased person. Guess how much it was two years ago? Only 20,000 rands. So isn't that ripping someone off? They, the agents, are in Makkah anyway. So why must they charge these exorbitant fees? I don't know how that relates, but anyway. And besides, if a family member must do it on behalf of a deceased, they will be more sincere. Okay. So I guess it's like saying an agent... Oh, I get it. Agent is doing You're paying the agent 20,000, so the cost is 20,000. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Um, Listener 1374 says, another question. Why for a couple room in Azizia do they charge, for example, 9,400 per person? That's another ripoff. What if you don't choose a couple room? There's no additional charge. How do they explain that? And also the listener believes that the travel operators are making a profit off the pilgrims, off the hajis. Um, Listener 3498 says... Can they not make an economical package for those who cannot afford? Mishrika, I have to come in there and say shukr alhamdulillah rabbil alamin from two weeks ago when we started this process to now. New packages have been submitted to Sauk for approval and those packages and those airfares are budget. So there are cheaper packages which have been to submitted to South within the last uh, 10 days. By so. some agents? Yes. Okay. Yes. So um, the agents, um, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alamin, they've now found cheaper, they have found cheaper airfares. They've also found Do you think you had anything to do with that? No, not at all. <laughs> okay, not cool. At all. Since you've all by been. Allah's will. Okay, all by the will and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So here's community. a question from listener 1543 saying, I paid Sauke registration fee, but not on the registration list before because I performed Hajj 18 years ago. What is my right as a consumer? Please go to Sauk and ask your money back. Listener 4998 says, You speak of journalistic ethics and protecting yourself, but why not ask your guests in your talk show to mention the operator and you'll protect yourself? I'm not sure if my guests want to mention any travel operators. Um, Look, yeah. I think if people speak to me in my personal capacity, I can have a conversation. Off air, you mean? Off air, yeah, of okay, cool, cool. So you can find Mushfika Bortha on Facebook. She's got lots of information, alhamdulillah, around um, affordable options and also just on consumer rights because she's a consumer journalist. And then listener 5448 says, um, I have one question regarding Hajj. Um, I do accommodation and flights. It's a program that works. 
I, I, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. Guys, please, if you send a message, be as clear as possible. You know, useful words as well. Um, listener 1375 says, Can anybody tell me when did Hajj become a business? It's supposed to be a holy pilgrimage. The operators must make something. Yes, of course. They're providing a service to people and making it easier, alhamdulillah. But the packages are way too much. We all can go only for Hajj with the help of our Creator Allah, but it is going getting to a stage where people won't be able to save up that money at all. No, yes, yeah? if I can just come in there and say that the first accreditation list was 50 to 55% of the people on that list deferred. Did not take Is that because of money? Um, nobody's putting down this. Uh, they don't ask you for a reason for, mm. for deferring. But mm. I mean, it, I think it's a lot of people have deferred. And if 50 to 55% of the first accreditation list, that gives you an idea um, of uh, people's ability and capacity. Yeah. And I wonder if you even go. get your money back when you decide no, I, not I to. No, I think go. The, the other thing is that yeah. it just shows you that what the market is, what the agents are putting out there is expensive. And they're catering yeah, for, that, for, the, yeah. for, for that but high price package. That's exactly what I was coming to. The person just needs to perform the basic hajj. It has to be to cater to that market. I was get, That's they, the point I was making. We so need listen different, We need different tiers yeah. of packages. I want to go through the messages. Listener 3394 reiterates exactly what both of you have just said and what I've been saying. Assalamu alaikum. There is a lot of cheaper places to stay for hajjis, mm. for hajjaj. How about a people's hajj that's affordable for the poor? And operators do not need to charge exorbitant fees, Kanala. Um, now, your listener 0511 says, This past weekend, we could book tickets online at 8,500 Rand to go on Hajj. After two hours, it was sold out, and the next price was 10,500. So, obviously, people went online and quickly bought those. Hi, this is a funny one. Listen to 2336 and Mushvika, I'm sure you have no intention of doing this, but it says, Mushvika, as the new travel agent, we need you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have the energy for this? Um, yes, it. Yes. For consumer protection of yeah. my community. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Consumer protection all the way. Um, again, another supporter of Mushfika listener 1296 says, We say shukr to Allah for Mushfika. You have done what so many wanted to do and could not. May Allah grant you all the success. Amen. Amen, inshallah. Listener 4787 says, About the cheaper hotels, obviously it will be further away from the haram, but there are shuttles, so it will be more accessible and affordable for our hajis. We don't need five star, says that listener. It's about access to information. Once you give the choice and the option, if you give an affordable economical package, we're not telling people to take it, but then they have the option. Yeah, I'm going to go through about two more, two or three more messages because we have like two minutes left. So listener 4334 says, I performed Hajj last year. From my personal experience, Saag plays a critical role. 1,500 Rand each Hujaj pays towards Saag makes the mission possible and it's a small price to pay when we South Africans look for a little loophole to blame someone for our shortcomings. Then um, listener 1111 says all the agents should be handed over the, to the competition commission to be investigated for collusion. 
Listener 7960 says, Salam, why do some agents charge 1,850 rand for an Umrah visa if you want to do Umrah on your own? Why can't Sauk have a facility to obtain Umrah visas? That's a question for Sauk. Um, listener 1225 says, Why were prices for flights ranging... Okay, I, I don't know. I don't know what you're saying there. It's, it's just very confusing. Um, listener 7630 says, Salam, we traveled last year, November, December to Dubai, Malaysia, and Thailand, booked via Expedia 21 days, five star, with breakfast. Cost for couple was 35,000 Rand. That's five star experience of three countries for 35K. Um, the last message I'm going to have time for is listener 4402 saying, Salam alaikum, I went on Hajj in 2016. My operator gave me a few dollars back even before I left for Hajj. I will recommend anyone to go with the agent I went with. So that is all we have time for this evening. There are so many messages still. Um, to 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 go uh, it's just too much i can't go through all of it i want to thank listeners shukran so much for your participation in the program and now to guest in studio jokes shukran to you mushfika wow high five to you shukran so much for coming on the show yes, can yeah I, can in I, wrapping I, up I, any I closing comments to, um, you have like 30 seconds first yeah. of all we can't keep doing this we need to find a solution we're going around in circles you're in you're out you're in you're out we sit at the same place h and i'm probably going to do the show again next year this community has got to decide how they want to go forth with this. Are we happy with Hajj being 100 and however many uh, percent profit-based or are we looking at the facilitation-based uh, Hajj? Are we happy that with the way things are now? If no, there needs to be a solution that comes forth. We cannot be doing So this maybe let's, let's also, in, in, in wrapping up, let's look at what the solutions will be going forward. Keep us posted. Hajj Watch, if you are going to be doing a public forum where you're calling people together, maybe even with Mushfika, please keep us posted. So let's yeah. sign out. From myself, Assalamu alaikum. I'll be back next week, inshallah. Burning issue, host Yazid Kamalin. Assalamu alaikum. The Burning Issue. The Voice of the Cape, 91.